This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Alright, can we open our Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 12? You know, I was thinking about what to tie to this message and I began to bounce ideas off my wife and then she said, you know, how about the transforming power of thoughts? So I think I'll stick with that. The transforming power of thoughts. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I've told them all. <laughs> she said, make sure you tell the people... <laughs> That was the word God used. <laughs> so I've told them. <laughs> Romans chapter 12, verse 1. The Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. This is practically Paul begging these people. He says that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I like to say it this way, the only service that makes sense. Verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. Praise God. You may please be seated this morning. The transforming power of thoughts. Definitely, when we read these two verses, the first thing we find is that Paul the Apostle was speaking to people who had already become born again. So he was speaking to Christians, as we'll call it today. So he says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, and it speaks to them about presenting their bodies a living sacrifice to God, meaning living a life that is honorable to God. And, but he says something extremely powerful in the second verse, which is really where I would like to dwell on this morning. He says, and be not conformed to this world. That means it is possible for a born-again child of God to be conformed to this world. And what is Paul talking about when he speaks about not being conformed? The word conformed means to align your thinking to the way the world thinks. So even though you are tongue-talking, tongue-speaking, very born again, a child of God with great promises of God upon your life, it is very possible to be living a life that is exactly like the person who doesn't even know Christ. And Paul tells us the reason why that would happen is because there is something called conformity to the world. Meaning you've aligned your thinking, aligned your thought processes, aligned your mindsets to that of the people in the world. But Paul does not leave us clueless on what to do. He says, but, meaning... If you do not want to be conformed to this world, the answer is to be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind. And I like the way he ends that verse. He says that ye may prove what is that good 
acceptable and perfect will of God. Meaning it is extremely possible to be living in the center of God's will for your life. Very possible. And the greatest hindrance from that happening is conformity to the world. Meaning God can have great and precious promises that he's made available to us in Christ. It is also possible not to walk in any of those promises simply because your thinking, your mindsets are all aligned to the world. You are thinking the same way the person in the world would think. The person who does not have God. So Paul says we should transform ourselves by renewing our mind. Now the word transform, there is a word, I mean you must have had pastors say this countless times. You know, the word transform, there is the same word metamorphosis. I, I know that um, if you went to a good primary school like I did, you know, um, one of the things they must have taught you is something called the life circle of a mosquito, right? But since we do not like mosquitoes in this part of the world, so they would also have taught you the life circle of butterflies, isn't it? Butterflies, one of the most beautiful insects that exists. So there is something called the life circle of a butterfly, right? And um, a butterfly moves from one stage to the other. Media, can you help me with that picture? So I want to do a refresher course for us, right? For those that did not attend a good primary school like I did, right? So um, this is what we're talking about. So it's called the life cycle of a butterfly. And what is the life cycle of a butterfly saying? That when the mother butterfly gives birth to this butterfly, it's going to give birth to that butterfly in the form of the eggs, isn't it? Now the eggs would hatch and then the egg becomes something else. What's that? Don't worry, don't read the one on top, read the one in the middle, right? That's the one we all know. <laughs> the lava, isn't it? And then it, something happens to it, then it moves from being the lava to what? Pupa. I, I can see those that went to good primary school. Good, to the pupa. Then from the pupa, it moves and becomes what? The adult butterfly, beautiful butterfly that we see. Now, you see, the mom did not give birth to that beautiful butterfly the way it is. But it went through a process. This process is what we call metamorphosis. It is the same word for transformation. Now, what I want you to observe is that the egg does not look like the lava, isn't it? The lava does not look like the pupa, isn't it? Isn't it? The pupa does not look like what has come out as the final stage, isn't it? Now, this is the metamorphosis. When Paul uses the same word to convey these thoughts, he's saying that it is possible for a believer to transform their lives like this. From one stage to another stage to another stage. That when they see the final you, they would not recognize that you. Because it would be so different from where you started from. Do you understand what I'm saying? So different. Extremely different. Media, thank you. Extremely different. So it is possible to metamorphose in life. Today you have zero naira in your bank account. There is a technology in God that can move you from zero to thousandaire, from thousandaire to millionaire, from millionaire to billionaire, from billionaire to trillionaire. Some of you shook on your seats. It's possible. From trillionaire to what? Zillionaire. It is possible. 
There is a technology in God. The reason why you, you feel it has not happened to anyone else is because they've not conceived it. It is called transformation. You can be that individual who is living life below God's expectation. I mean, held down with all manner of habits that you do not like. It is possible to transform yourself from where you are to who God wants you to be. And to be a different person. Entirely. You can be that person who is sick. <laughs> not feeling very well. Always sick. Today sick. Next week sick. sick. It is possible to transform your life. To that individual who is not only healthy. But is laying hands on the sick and getting all of them healed. It is possible. That technology in God is called what? Renewing your mind. What is it about the mind that is so powerful? And what is Paul trying to say in this particular verse? Now, there is something that happens in the mind that I believe is one of the most powerful weapons that both the devil and God would always use to change the life of a person. It is the same thing the devil uses to keep a person down at a particular level for many years. And that thing is called what? Thoughts. Somebody say thoughts. 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 What is a thought? I wrote down a definition here. A thought is a picture of the mind with both constructive and destructive ability. Thoughts are what? Pictures of the mind with both constructive and what? Destructive ability. That means the same way your thoughts can propel you forward is the same way your thoughts can keep a person down. You see, thoughts are so powerful that they affect your action, your emotion, your attitude, and your behaviors. If you have ever asked the question, why is this person behaving this way? Well, the answer is very simple. Because that is the way the person is thinking. It is ludicrous to try to change the behavior of a person without changing the thoughts of that person. Why? Because there is a law. And it's called the law of transformation. The law of transformation states that it is first within, then without. Anything that does not happen within can never happen outside. First within. Check it out. When God wanted to change your life, you and me, when God wanted to change our lives, what part of us got born again? Can you see your spirit? Inside. When you are receiving the word, I like that testimony that Pastor Maya read, one of the testifiers. She said she's been tongue-talking, tongue-speaking for many years but as she started to listen to pastor shola something began to happen to her her thinking began to change and she got a testimony you see there is something about the thoughts the thinking of a person after a person gets born again the next assignment for you is to begin to change your thinking begin to change your thinking and you see why because your thinking are the creators of the realities of your life. See, no one is responsible for where you are today, sir, Anma. 
you are the one responsible. As a matter of fact, I'll get to a part in this message where I'll, I'll t- show you that the greatest battle any and every individual would ever fight is not against the devil. It's against yourself, your thoughts. That's the greatest battle. The imaginations that come to your mind. As a matter of fact, when the devil wants to get someone, the first thing the devil does is that he begins to introduce thoughts and pictures to the minds of that person. Until the person owns it, then the person starts to create the realities of their life. Thoughts are powerful. You see, when you have, and I know most of us do have, you have a pressing iron, right? Now, you know that when you are pressing, depending on the material you are pressing, you um, change the kind of, you increase the temperature or you reduce the temperature, isn't it? All right. But have you noticed that if the one you have is a good one, right? So when, when you increase the temperature to a particular level and you are using it to press, the lights come on, isn't it? Have you observed that after a while, the light will go off? When the light goes off, it starts to cool. Then after a while, it comes on again. Why? Because there is something in that pressing iron that regulates the temperature. If that thing is missing... Those are the kinds of pressing irons that create patterns on people's dresses. <laughs> right? Now, your mind operates the same way. <laughs> Based on the kinds of thoughts that are in your mind, it's regulating the things that come into your life or the things that stay out of your life. You see, so you find someone who, hey, I want lottery. Hey, wow, 10 million naira. The mind begins to search and says, ah, according to the temperature within, this guy has been set to only hold 100,000 naira. How come he's holding 10 million naira? Then it begins to work. The person begins to blow the money. Blow, hey, come, blow the money, blow the money, blow the money. When he gets to 10, 100,000 naira, he says, hey, this is the one we are used to. So he stops, he settles. He's regulating the life of the person. That is how our thoughts are regulating our lives. You see, the New Age people stole this concept from the Bible. Solomon said, Proverbs 23, verse 7, he said, as a man thinketh, so is he. Now, he didn't say so he will be. So is he. That means your, cu- <laughs> your current state is a product of your previous thoughts and your current thoughts. So if you want to change your future state, you must change your current thoughts. If you do nothing about your thoughts, since you will arrive at the future, it will be the same you. I'm telling you. And we find this all through the scriptures. All through the scriptures. I mean, so in the book of Numbers chapter 13, God looked at the children of Israel and said, you know what? I have blessed you. I want to give you a land. This is God, not another man speaking. God, I have blessed you. I will give you a land. And they said, yeah, they were excited about it. And then, Numbers 13, Moses gathers some spies 
and sends them out to go look at the land that God wanted to give them. And Moses said, check, look at the land. Is there, I mean, what kind of people dwell in the land? Is the land, where, I mean, is it, are there strong people, weak people? Different kinds of categories of people. And the Bible tells us that these people went on, looked at the land for 40 days, came back, and when the Israelites asked them that, so what kind of land is it? Out of the 13 spies, or is it 12? 12 spies that went out. Ten of them said, ah, there are giants in the land, oh. That land is too big for us. That, ah, well, God should have just left us in Egypt, oh. Honestly. That there are giants in the land. And then Caleb and Joshua said, eh, excuse me, uh, we can see that there are giants in the land. However, if God has told us that it's our land, we will possess it. And then they said, no, 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 no. Don't listen to Joshua and Caleb, these two people. And then, in the very last verse, can you go to the last verse? They tell us the real reason why they were talking the way they were talking. He says, and there we saw giants of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sights. This was the real problem. We were in our own sights as what? Grasshoppers. Then, I want you to read the last part. This is powerful. He said, and so we were in their sight. It was first the way they saw themselves. Then it became a reality to the people looking at them. If they did see themselves as grasshoppers, the people that they met in the land will see them as grasshoppers. So this was the reason why they were saying everything they wanted to say. Meaning that if I want to know the content of your mind, I want to know the content of your thoughts, all I need to do is to listen to your words and look at your actions. Amen. So thoughts are powerful. What are the things that have shaped our thoughts? Number one, our family relationships. Our family. The families we grew up in. Don't underestimate the power of what your family did to you. Positive are negative. <laughs> Especially if it's a family that were not following the things of God very strongly. You see, oh, in the last week, two, last week, two weeks, I mean, there was this story all over the news about some children, right? A particular school. And it was a very sad story. But you see, the truth is that that's the one we've seen. Oh. There are lots of other ones happening that we've not seen. Because the world system has been designed in such a way that they are strategically positioning and conditioning our children to think in a particular way. And you must be very, very discerning to pick it and understand that this, this is not the way of the Lord. The Bible says train up a child in the way he should go. Lots of misbehaviors when a person has grown old is a product of the things that the child was taught as they were growing up. I'm telling you. Ah, you know, I and my wife were having a conversation. Was it yesterday or day before yesterday? And as we're talking, we're talking about this same thing. And she was telling me about a particular cartoon that, you know, she said, you know, and <laughs> I'm a wonderful woman, honestly. God bless you, my dear. Whether you do pom pom, <laughs> 
I'm telling you. So, she does something. She's, as my kids, they can be watching all of those things. She watches those things with them to be sure of the content, no matter how clean they say the contents are. Now, she said she was lying down and listening to a cartoon that the, my boys were watching. And she just heard in the cartoon that, all right, um, let me go call my two friends. Um, what, what? Beelzebub and Lucifer and Beelzebub. It was a good cartoon on one of these, our interesting networks. He says, and immediately she got upset. Eh? No, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Lucifer. <or laughs> ah. And she told them, you are never watching this cartoon. Say, okay, let me teach you the word of God. Lucifer is the devil. <laughs> Beelzebub is. And they said, wow. You see, we must be very conscious. Our family backgrounds. There are so many faulty men. The man, I mean, it's easy to blame a man that you say, ah, he's beating his wife. But you see, it didn't just start when he got married. Faulty foundation. That was manifesting. I'm telling you. Even a woman, she doesn't trust her husband for anything. Cussing rancor here and there. She's the, one, she's the middle of that fight. In the middle of this fight. In the middle of that fight. Maybe she grew up in a home where she had to fight for everything. And unknown to her, she has been programmed to be a fighter all her life. So at work, she will fight and meet targets. And people will hail her for it. But at home, she will fight the husband, fight everybody. And people will run away. <laughs> I mean, family background. Ah, those are things that have shaped people's thoughts. You see, conformity to this world. Association. Proverbs 13, 20. It says, He that walketh with the wise shall be wise. A companion of fools shall be destroyed. Listen to me and listen to me very carefully, church. You see, love is a command. Association is a choice. You see, I can love you and love you from afar. If I discover that you are terrible for my mindset. And listen, some mindsets sound good. You see, some people, for example, let me, let me, let me show you one. Work hard, work hard, work hard. Oh. If you don't work hard in this life, you can never make it in this life. Is that true? So where is the place of favor? If everything you have is what you work for, you are in trouble. There is a technology in God called favor. So yes, work hard as believers. But as you are doing it, you understand that there is something called favor. I mean, and when you understand it properly, if they ever fire you from a job or you apply for a job and they didn't take you, it is their loss. Because, because if they knew who you were, they will hire you fast. And they'll be paying you salary and tell you, don't even do anything. Just be in this company. Because you carry the blessing. So if you are part of a company, part of an organization, that organization can't go down. So when they say, no, we're not hiring you. Ah, that person has been moved by the devil not to recognize what is in you. So it is their loss. So you are not crying and bit angry and say, hey, the world is against me. How? We don't talk that way. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, be careful. Association. Because, you see, also, people are portals in the realm of the spirit. The people you work with can make certain things happen to you without you asking for it or praying for it. I'll stop there. <laughs>
What I just said is something you should meditate about. There are people that would enter into your life and good things would just start happening to you. There are people that would enter into your life. You just discover that everything starts going wrong. Three, past experiences. Look at the Israelites and the Egyptians. Very interesting people. Right? The Israelites left Egypt, but it took 40 years for Egypt to leave them. They were still thinking Egypt and breathing Egypt. Your past experiences, never let your past experience be the definer of the things you can get in life and the things you can't get. People say experience is the best teacher. It's a lie from the pit of hell. The Holy Spirit is the best teacher. Experience is good, but depend on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can take you into a field that you are not very conversant with and begin to teach you. He knows everything. You see, I was telling a uh, brother, a sister, I can't remember now, yesterday, brother, that when the Holy Spirit comes to you and is teaching you, you must understand that the person that is having this conversation with you understands the past better than you can ever understand the past. The person understands the present more than you can ever understand the present. And then the person understands the future more than you can ever understand the future. Then comes to you today and is telling you, Wait, go, stop. That is, you can take it to any bank. It is bank worthy. Number four. The fourth thing that shapes our thoughts, as I begin to conclude, is culture. Culture. And I won't dwell so much on that. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 to 6. Let me round up with this verse. You know, one of the most powerful realizations you can come to is the fact that you can choose your thoughts and you can create your thoughts intentionally. Don't just allow any kind of thoughts wander in your head, especially limiting thoughts. Second Corinthians chapter 10 the Bible says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. He says, for the weapons of our warfare, meaning that, you see, the greatest battle you will fight is that battle in your mind. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, not man-made, but mighty through God. To the what? Pulling down of strongholds. Bro, Kiki, please, can you come? Where is he? Can you come? I want to show the church something very quickly. Now, what is this, please? What is this? At least for those of us that can see. What's this? It's exactly what you think it is. It's nothing else. <laughs> what's this? A broom. Now, what is a stronghold? Now, imagine each of these strands, each of this, what do they call this? Stick. Good. Each of this stick, can you pull one out? Each of this stick, imagine is a thought. So, so, this thought comes to a mind and says, this is the thought, initial thought. That you know you cannot be rich. Then you say, well, it's just one thought. Then another thought comes. But you sincerely know you cannot be rich. It becomes two. You sincerely know you cannot be rich. Three. You know in this life, some people are meant to be rich, some are meant to be poor. The fourth one. The fifth one. Let me just live my life, Joe, and just live very 
I don't even want people to know about me. Let me be living very codedly. Fifth, another thought comes. Says, well, you know, the way life is, God has destined some people to be rich, and some people will, they will just be comfortable. You know, you know what we tell us. Yeah? Another thought comes. You know, when you see, I mean, people flying, they are flying private jets, buying private jets with ah ah, ah, it's too expensive. Another thought comes. Say, ah, let me just have a normal car. As long as the car can move. A bees, that's, that's not the purpose of a car. Another thought. Another thought comes. He says, well, you see, all these people, how will you spend one million buying a phone? Abba. Ah, as long as the phone can call. And you can receive text message. You can send text message. You can chat. Oh, begging. Another thought. You see how it's becoming a stronghold? It's gathering. It's gathering. Now, let me ask you a question. Can I break this? I can break this, right? <laughs> My brother, try to break this. <laughs> can you see? Now, that is a stronghold. Thank you, sir. That's a stronghold. And this stronghold exists in different areas of life. From health, from health, to money, to your job, to your career, to marriage, to how you raise children, different strongholds. Now, the Bible tells us, can you leave that scripture up? It says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty true, because it is only God that can break that stronghold, sir. He says to the pulling down of strongholds. You don't let strongholds stay. What, what is that experience that is already building a stronghold in you? You must be careful. Say, ah, I'm the breadwinner in the house. Let's just live like this. Then somewhere in your head, you do not see yourself living life large. Ah, ah, I like Pastor Shola. I love him. Ah, Pastor Shola's thoughts are big. <laughs> I mean, have you heard Pastor talking about the choir and how they will come for choir rehearsal one day and people are flying private jets in and all of that? I'm sure some people, when he says, those, private jets. I was explaining to someone, and I'm rounding up, I'm rounding up. <laughs> I was explaining to someone, I said, see, I mean, so you want to fly with a local flight, they tell you the flight is 10.30. You get to the airport, at least you should be there 90, one hour before, 40 minutes before, depending on the airline. So, you get there, and they announce, sorry, this flight has been delayed for another two hours. I mean, for those of you who fly, you know, after two hours. Sorry, this flight has been delayed for another hour. And you are there, you can't do anything. You will wait. It's whenever they decide to fly, they will fly. Regardless of how important the meeting you had to go for is, you will wait. The best you do, you call them and tell them we've cancelled, right? Or rescheduled. Now, this is it. Someone who has five meetings in five different states in the same country and needs to make all those meetings and get back home to his children in peace and joy has now bought, buys a private jet. The person flies from there, there, there. He has made all his, it's whenever he arrives at the airport, the plane takes off. And the person comes back. Now, this person still has energy. And that's why, you see, a lot of the very interesting people that control things in the world, they have their meetings at night. 
But have you ever asked yourself, how, they come, how come they are alert at night? Because they don't stress themselves. They flown private jail. Why you, you wait? You're in Lagos traffic, 10 hours. You get home, you're angry, you're tired. They, they just flew from here to there, driver drove, you know, they've lived. So they still have energy. So they can have those meetings at night and determine the destiny of, okay, you know, Todd Miller, bring it down. You know, just tell them that there's a construction there. Let them, all of them, they, let them stay there. Five <laughs> ah! Say, I refuse to be poor. I'm telling you, I refuse to be poor. The truth is, you can choose your thoughts. Pulling down strong, strongholds. I'm bringing every thought into captivity. You see, a version says, casting down imaginations. So two ways to renew your mind. Number one, talk. Like when we said, I refuse to be poor. Some of us are very posh, you know. It's okay. But I refuse to be poor. I refuse to be sick. My life is going upward and upward. All those stories of, you know, people's life, you go up and down, is not me. Because the Bible says the path of the judge like a shining light. Shines brighter and brighter. In scriptures. That's my life. And number two, meditation. Meditation. You see, you need to listen to Pastor Ebele's message in the morning. For service. You cannot be successful as a believer without the word of God. So I pity Christians too. Because remember, we are dealing with thoughts here. The kinds of information you receive, you have to, there are certain information you have to delete. You know, hard drive, delete them from your hard drive. Information that they've told you, family, background, experience, all of those. The word of God is potent and powerful enough to delete everything. As you stay on the word, meditate on the word, allow the word to be your guide. Meditate on the word. Meditate on the word. I wish I had time. I wanted to tell you about First Samuel chapter 17. The story of David. Well, you can read it on your own. That was proof of a man that was always meditating on the word. No matter the challenge that life throws at you, you are going to interpret things from the perspective of the word of God. The word of God becomes your guiding light. And you discover that your life would only go in one direction, upward and upward and upward. See, we have two choices in this life, as I close. You win or you what? That's my choice. I win or I win. And I'm not trying to motivate you. I'm telling you scriptures. <laughs> scriptures. Live your life based on the word. You would never regret it. And more importantly, you will fulfill every single one of God's will for your life in the name of Jesus. Can we rise up on our feet this morning? Yes. You know the book of Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20. You know what it says? It says, Now unto him who is able to do exceeding mm -hmm. ask or what? So even God works with what you think. Be careful about what you think. Guard your heart with all diligence. I want you to just lift up your hands toward heaven this morning and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, help me. <laughs> you see, there are things we can't do on our own. Say, help me, help me to locate those 
satanic thoughts that are inhibiting my progress. Help me to locate those thoughts and help me to replace them with the right thoughts. In the name of Jesus, I destroy every stronghold that the devil is using against me being the best version of myself for your glory. In the name of Jesus, I destroy them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Father, help me. Spirit of God, help me. I need your help. I've heard the word tonight, this morning, but I need your help. To think right, to locate negative thoughts that I need to debunk and disempower in my life. And lead me to the right thoughts, to the right scriptures that will give me the right pictures for my life. Oh, I will see what you see. I will think what you think. Hence, I would have your results. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Has somebody been blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Can you celebrate God? Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just after me say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.